was alright. Don't know what all the fuss was about, really. <laughs> Welcome to Red Voices, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday night, the new season's here, and after a rocky summer, United have won. And quite frankly, thank God for that. <laughs> you and Phil on hand to talk through tonight's 2-1 win over Leicester City and take your questions. First up, Phil, how's tricks? Not too bad, man. Very glad to have proper football back after that World Cup nonsense. Uh, um, proper football? <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, I joke, the World Cup was great, but uh, that's the real deal. So um, I'm looking forward to what the season has in store. Absolutely, man. How's your summer been? How is, I mean, to be fair, you know, we've been talking lots about United's uh, transfers and arrivals this summer. Uh, how about your recent arrival? How is he doing? Oh, he's, he's doing well. We had our second child at the end of May there. So this was actually his first game that I got to watch with him. Didn't take long to get his first goal. So nice. that was good. Good. But yeah, overall, we're doing well. Thank you. Good stuff, man. Pleased to hear it. Well, speaking of that first goal, it took United all of, what, 75 seconds to get their first penalty of the season. Happy days. Andre Mara got it absolutely spot on. You know, it's, uh, I guess we should just dive straight into the game. You know, after all that build-up, it was really nice to see United get through that match with a win. And I guess with all the focus being on what wasn't necessarily happening on the pitch so far this summer, what's been going off on it in terms of the discord that you can see between Woodward and Mourinho... It was good just to get through tonight with a victory, wasn't it? Wasn't it wasn't vintage by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a useful win. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, I think it's it's kind of hard to know how much to take from the game. I think the very early goal, obviously brilliant, but um, it meant obviously that we set up a certain way for the rest of the game, and it's hard to, you know, we were kind of wondering how are we going to deal with it if we're finding teams hard to break down or what's going to be kind of our go-to playing style. Um, whereas I think Getting the early goal meant that we could just sit back and take it easy. And I think, you know, obviously there'll be bigger tests ahead, but it's a great start anyway. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, Leicester posed a bit more of a threat than I think most of us were expecting. But I think partially that's because, as you mentioned there, as soon as we got the goal, we sat back so much, especially in that first <laughs> half hour. Like towards the last 10 minutes of that half, when we actually started getting on the ball and you know, actually attacking and using our pace, we actually managed to cause some problems. It was great. You know, I think Luke Shaw had a decent chance in that first half. Just wondering, gosh, when that's when's that first senior goal ever for him going to come? Oh, um, <laughs> never. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it, that was a surprise, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, before the game, you know, so much of this week and so much of this summer has been on issues off the pitch, as I mentioned. So seeing the lineup tonight with Shaw starting, with Pereira, Fred and Pogba coming back into team as captain, having had no preseason, having been at the club for like four days or so, putting himself forward for that and putting in a shift of 80 minutes was absolutely wonderful. And it was encouraging. You know, it was good to see Mata and Alexis and Rashford start, even if it didn't really go to plan for the majority of the game. It was a good evening's work in some elements of it. You know, I think there's plenty of positives to take from it. And I guess as well, what really shone on, especially in those first couple of minutes after we sat back, was the way that we really pinned Leicester back and basically forced them to give it that first goal. You know, it was a clear hand ball, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can have much arguments with that. He seemed to, Carragher seemed to think that he was trying to get his arm out of the way. I don't know. It, it looked to me like he almost tried to knock the ball away with his arm. Um, and when you make any kind of movement like that, and it moves the ball out of your box and um, I don't think the ref's going to do much other than give the penalty no no it's well uh, spotted and it was nice to see Luke Shaw as well not bothering about actually appealing for the penalty and actually just concentrating on getting the ball back what about yeah. the slowest penalty run up in history from Paul Pogba <laughs> there 
<laughs> I know. Oh man, I couldn't believe it. I thought that it was going to break into the sprint and hit it um, at some point, but he, he didn't. He just kept that slow, slow run up, and then he, even when he hit it, he didn't put much power on it, but he just lifted it, and the keeper stood no chance. It was an excellent penalty. No, it was great, wasn't it? I mean, especially considering that Sky Sports honed in on the fact that he had a big old conversation with Alexis Sanchez just prior to the taking of that penalty, and then that huge, elongated run-up. Good grief, he better have scored. But it's Pogba, you know, he's always going to score. That's just how this stuff works. You know, in clutch situations like that, he's he very rarely lets United down. So that was nice yeah. to see. You know, somewhat muted celebration, but to be fair, he's probably quite tired. So fair enough. Um <laughs> But yeah, after that, even though Leicester really dominated possession, United were quite happy to sit back. They didn't really pose too much for trouble. You know, uh, De Gea was only really called into serious action, what, twice in the entire game? Uh, You know, great saves both times and, you know, slightly at fault for the poor reactions of both him and Bailly for letting through Vardy's goal towards the end, which made the match a lot more tense than it needed to be really because whilst Leicester had plenty of the ball it was it was quite similar to that Chelsea game that we had in the second half of last season where Chelsea came to mm. Old Trafford you know plenty of possession from the visitors but didn't necessarily do a lot with it United really didn't really grow with that confidence which is the only really annoying thing in the sense that we had plenty of times to uh to counter in that game but we didn't really put Leicester to the sword and I guess there's elements of cohesion that will hopefully come in time but there were also elements creeping in from last season that were a little bit alarming. You know, there's plenty of good stuff to talk about, but let's get through a couple of the stodgier bits. You know, Alexis Sanchez with a couple of great passes tonight, but also very, very lax in possession this evening, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, last season a lot was made out of the amount of times he gave the ball away. There was a, a kind of counter to that argument was, you know, that he, he makes risky passes and, you know, he's not going to have a, bit, a really high pass completion but I mean the one the ones he was giving away tonight they weren't risky passes they were really basic ones and um, that he just wasn't making and it, it happened time and time again you know I, I didn't watch much of preseason at all and I heard a lot of people um, saying that he was looking sharp but he, he didn't look sharp to me tonight you know obviously he was he looked a bit fitter than the rest of them but I was a bit disappointed with him to be honest I thought he'd, he'd come out flying um, and, you know, obviously we'd played different formations in preseason and stuff. Maybe that suited him a bit better. It was passes that he should have been making. And it was breaking down moves before they really got anywhere. And I don't think he was the only culprit for that. You know, as you say, we had a few chances to counter. And there was a few good runs made. Um, but the passes just didn't seem right for it. And they broke down before they really got into anything. The commentators were saying that, you know, Leicester had been controlling the game. I don't. I don't think Mourinho would agree with that. I think he was controlling the game in the way that he likes it. He was happy to sit back and take the chances to counter, but you know we weren't making the most out of that at all. We didn't have many other chances in the first half, but we could have done, should have done probably, and um, with a few of those counter moves that just didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of there's there's certainly an argument to say that we put a could have put the game to bed a bit quick, a bit sooner than we actually did. Yeah. You know, Matter's chance there. It, you, you were just hoping he was going to stroke that into the bottom corner. It was a good block to <laughs> to actually divert the ball away. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't spotted for that corner. And that was Sanchez setting that ball up for Matter. And then he also fed Lukaku after Lukaku came on the second half. Yeah. And great save by Schmeichel, but Lukaku simultaneously has to be scoring that. And that's a bit that's a bit of sharpness that comes into play. You know, in coming in the, the tail end of a game, he wasn't necessarily fit up and firing. Yeah. 
you know, a man of his quality and his caliber and his ability in front of goal, you expect him to score that. But at the same time, you know, I guess there's extenuating circumstances that you can bring into that equation. But yeah, I mean, Rashford as well struggled through the middle. So it was also an occasion of just wondering why don't you just swap those two over? You mm. know, Sanchez played a large part of the season up front alongside Mata and worked quite well in that unit. So perhaps that was a decision to make further down the line if we're not going to be playing Lukaku up front every game. So that's something to consider. I thought Matt Apple did a pretty good job on the right-hand side. And, uh, you know, plenty of times, well, I say plenty, we didn't actually get through that much. But when we actually did get forward, you could see his quality on the ball. You know, great pass to set Shaw up, even though Shaw's first touch deceived everyone, including him, <laughs> when they actually came through on goal in front of the Stretford end. But no, I mean, you know, we're talking about that front three. I think the real star performers this evening were the players behind them. You know, Pogba coming in, playing that 80 minutes, he just looked absolutely superb, didn't he? You know, so much has been said about him this summer. There's so many conversations to have in regards to Paul Pogba because he is a man that is very easy to talk about. But people forget on these occasions, especially when it comes to, you know, hearing reports about Barcelona offering several players Mm. and, you know, paltry £15 million for his services. There's an incredible footballer in there. And he was exceptional. The fact that he's only been at the club for a few days and turned in that kind of performance with that kind of control, with the armband, and looked like a proper leader, looked like a captain. You can see the way he was talking to his colleagues on the pitch tonight. That was really good to see. You know, I guess you sort of hone on a little bit more because he did have the armband tonight. But I thought Pogba was absolutely superb. For me, Clive, <laughs> absolute man of the match. I thought he was brilliant. So nice to see him control the game like that. So nice to see him comfortable and confident. And just so great to see him on the ball so often. You know, one of the great things I thought we did tonight as well, and this is partly down to uh, Fred and uh, Andreas Pereira's ability on the ball, I thought we got out of tight spots really well tonight, didn't we? Yeah, um, I mean, like you say, you know, um, Pereira and Fred, I thought they did really well with that. Um, It reminded me of, you know, what Carrick used to do a lot. He would have drawn in a couple of attackers trying to get the ball off and wriggle his way out of tight spots and pick the pass and just open the game up. Where in previous few years, maybe we would have just seen a hoof out to the wing or something that may or may not reach its target. I I really liked the the three players in midfield tonight. I thought they had a great combination. Like you say, Pogba was um, brilliant coming back from uh, the World Cup and then a holiday for... I think giving him the captain's armband uh, was a great touch because he seemed to thrive on that. There's something I noticed last year when he was playing with Matic, he didn't seem to be, and I suppose maybe there's a seniority thing there, he, he didn't seem to be leading in the same way as he was tonight. Um, I think he relished that role a lot um, and he seemed to enjoy being the senior man in midfield. You know, he's encouraging his teammates. And I think him and Fred and Pereira linked up brilliantly. Fred looks... A very tidy player. I think we're going to see a lot more of him this year. Great debut for him. Yeah, I think it was, he was quite excitable though, wasn't he? He, he was. Yeah, a couple of occasions where he was just, he was so desperate to win the ball back. He was so desperate to play the ball. You know, he ran the ball out to touch himself yeah. at one point in that first half. I, th- I think he'll, he'll definitely be getting sent off this year at some point, I think. He's, he's right oh, yeah. for that. That's that's, that's that's nailed on, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's compatriot as well. But I I think as as he was encouraging to watch Fred tonight. Don't mm. get me wrong. It was nice to see his energy. It was nice to see his effort. It was good to see that spark back in central midfield and that support for Pogba if he's playing alongside Matic could be really useful. Mm-hmm. I thought Pereira probably impressed me a little bit more than Fred just purely because he did so well in that holding position behind the both of them. It's really not an easy 
position to play for a man of that sort of stature, really, is no. it? You know, that holding role where you're constantly trying to recycle possession, make sure you make short, sharp, tidy passes. You don't really get the chance to spray the ball about the park as much as the likes of Fred and Pogba were doing. It's one of the less Hollywood roles, shall we say. And I thought he did very well in there tonight. And it's one of those things with Pereira especially because he's constantly had good pre-seasons for United. You know, he, under Van Hall, he got a little bit of a look in, but not necessarily a proper one. Mm. And I was a bit disappointed because there's no reason why he shouldn't have played more games for United, considering just how in dire straits we were in that second year under the Dutchman. <laughs> you know, two years only on loan at the Liga, and you know, there's an argument to be said maybe he should have stuck around last season, but who could have known that we would have so many injury yeah. problems and McTominay would get a run of games? I think it served him very well. I think begrudgingly he's probably earned a bit of Mourinho's respect, and I think it's fallen really well for him. You know, Matic and Herrera both injured. Pereira stepped up, he's had a great preseason, and he's come into this game as well with this level of intensity. Leicester were no mugs today, and you know, they didn't create too much, but at the same time, I thought they played pretty well, there was a good intensity to their game. I thought Pereira dealt with it all very, very well. You know, there's a very good footballing brain there. Positionally, he is excellent. He looked after what was going on around him very, very well. For a 22-year-old, I was really impressed with him tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't honestly think of Many players that impressed me more than Pereira, even even Pogba. Um, Pereira was kind of my standout man. Um, while watching it, he, he was so impressive. He looked like he'd been playing not only in the team for years, but he looked like he'd been playing in that role for years. Um, and you know that's yeah. It's the weird thing as well is that he wasn't really playing that position for Valencia no, last season. But he he, he seems to own it. Um, he was comfortable playing so close to the defence, you know, like you were alluding to earlier, getting out of tight spaces. He wasn't worried about getting pressed, happy to help out with the defence. You know, at times it, he dropped in and it almost looked like a three-man defence whenever we had the ball and he was playing really, really deep. But, it, you know, some of his control in tight spaces, a wide range of passes, I, I thought he was absolutely brilliant and he surprised me a bit at how good he was. Um, you know, I thought the squad's a bit short and he might get a game, hopefully he'll, he'll do alright, but he did better than that. I'm really excited to see what he has this season. Um, I think he could get a lot of games. Um, yeah. And if, you know, as as well, if that means that Maric can get a bit more break than he did last year, amazing. Where do you think he fits into the equation if you've got, say, Herrera and Matic and Fred and Pogba fit? Do you think there's a chance for him to get a good run of games this season if he keeps on performing like that? If he keeps playing like that, I don't see why not. Maric is one of Mourinho's favourites, but Pereira gave us something that Maric didn't last year, and it was a bit more dynamic. I thought, if, you know, if he continues to grow like that, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's keeping Maric out of the team at some point in the season. Ooh, well, big claim. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to get too carried away, but I, I, I think it's really promising. Oh, you do, don't lie. Ooh. Really lucky to have a player like that coming through. Absolutely, yeah. And it's nice that he's quite and quite one of our own. You know, he's been at the club for so long now. It's great to see him get his opportunity. And, you know, one game, you don't necessarily want to jump to too many conclusions. But at the same time, it's so nice to see him making a mark. And hopefully he can do more. As again, I completely agree. I don't see any reason why he can't play more. No. You know, if he's going to perform like that against you know, a, a pretty decent Leicester side, then why the hell not? You know, there's no reason as to why he can't do that. And especially with Matic, you know, there's, there's no date for his return at the moment. And with Herrera also out for the time being, the door's open for him. This is the chance for him to really stake a claim for a continued presence in Mourinho's side. And he hasn't done himself 
any disservice this evening with the way that he played in that game. So that was really encouraging to see. Let me continue. Uh, before we get into Luke Shaw as well, a word on our central defensive uh, partnership this evening. I think I'd make that the first time that Eric Bailey and Victor Lindelof, centre-backs both bought by manager Jose Mourinho and <laughs> have played a competitive fixture together. And I thought they did pretty damn well, didn't they? Bailey's Bailey, still making ridiculous efforts and <laughs> movements with his legs on any given occasion. Um, but very, very solid. You know, excellent against the Iheanacho on a couple of occasions. Yes, at fault for the goal. Um, lapse of concentration there. One of him and De Gea had to deal with that and neither of them did it. And they both got undone by the post. It was not great to watch. You can put that down to a momentary lapse. But, you know, you hope those things don't become more frequent because Mourinho is definitely going to look for a reason to shake things up yeah. and bring the likes of Smalling or Jones back into the equation if he can but I think the two of them complement each other quite well I thought Lindelof as well despite on a couple of occasions looking like he was just returning from you know summer holidays he looked pretty sharp he looked more confident by having by next to him didn't mm. he and um, I mean it makes sense uh, by like by far our best defender having him beside you would definitely make you more confident than Smalling or Jones, for example. It's worth pointing out as well that Lindelof has not long been back from, you know, holiday. No. Smalling's been there the entirety of preseason, and Mourinho didn't pick him on the bench tonight. <laughs> well, that, that's that's true. Um, and, you know, like you said, the fact that they've never played together in, in a competitive game, it's a good sign that I think he's willing to give Lindelof a go. I still have a few concerns about him personally. Um I thought, you know, Baye saved the skin a few times. Um, he looked a little bit sluggish. You know, once he got up to speed, he was okay. But on the turn, sometimes his acceleration seemed to do him. And he was, you know, up against Ihenacho, um, you know, he was struggling with a bit of pace. He's not always going to face a player as fast as him, but there's plenty of them in the league that are. I'm not totally convinced they looked a good parent tonight and they played well together. But I think Baye did have to um, save his skin a little a few times. Yeah, I would disagree with that. I mean, there was a couple of elements as well. Speaking about one of the other really standout performances this evening, Luke Shaw. Reminded me a lot of watching Patrice Evra in the early days of his career at left-back at United. Mm. In the sense that he would often give the right-sided attacker an annoying amount of space. And he wouldn't get tight enough to his man on occasions. And there was one moment that I was just thinking, if Mourinho's in a bad mood, oh, he's going to rip into bits for that. When he got absolutely done by Vardy and didn't get that free kick and yeah. set up a Damara Gray chance. Excellent save by De Gea, thankfully. Mm. But you just wonder about those lapses with Luke Shaw every now and then. And I'm not saying that I don't want him to succeed, because good grief I do. I do think that we can't rely on Ashley Young if we've got serious ambitions of doing things this season. And I would really like to see Luke Shaw succeed. You know, it... Forget the fact that it'd be a great story and it's a nice narrative. He seems like a half-decent bloke. We all know that there's been problems on both sides with the way that Luke Shaw has been treated at the club yeah. and how he's his career has stalled. There's no denying the fact that Shaw's got to take some responsibility for how things have panned out in the time since his injury and his recovery. But by that same token, you know, he came into a situation tonight. Ashley Young's still not fit yet to be starting to play. I thought he's done himself a lot of good tonight. I thought he played pretty well. Thought again, you know, defensively there are certainly some areas for improvement, but he looked good going forward. He was passing well, he was using the ball well. 
supporting Alexis quite well as well. You know, you want to see him at some point against a team that was have less of the ball, pushing up a little bit more if we're more of an attacking medium and getting mm. more of the possession. And hopefully that'll come in the next couple of weeks if we get those games, of course. You know, you would assume that at some point Mourinho's going to decide maybe against Brighton. I probably don't want to be giving them like 60-70% possession, <laughs> but we'll see. But no, oh, so chuffed to see him get that goal as well. Wasn't that just the highlight of the evening? Great pass by Mata ridiculous touch and a wonderful stretch to divert it past Schmeichel. Schmeichel was not ready for that whatsoever. What a great moment, Phil. Oh, man. I mean, I've I've gone on record many times on Twitter um, this summer saying, you know, that I didn't think Shaw should have been kept. He should have been replaced. But he wasn't for whatever reason. My issue was I didn't think Mourinho had any interest in making a go with him. So I didn't see the point in keeping him. But, you know, it's, he's played him tonight. And in preseason, like you say, because Ashley Young's not available, basically. But you know, Shaw had a, a great performance tonight, um, and it, he, he was putting in the effort. Um, and I would like to see him having a sustained run with good quality. But yeah, I mean, the goal was—I was absolutely delighted for him. Having said all that, it was—it uh, was a great moment, and I was absolutely chuffed to see him score. And I think it came from our one of the best passages of play that we had some really good passing in tight areas in the attacking half um, rather than defensive half. You know, Pogba took a pass to couple and um, was fouled, but the, you know, Sanchez played on um, a bit more passing about and then Mata just spotted the run. Um, and like you say, he got lucky with the, the first touch, uh, but he was he was sharp after that uh, and the finish was incredible. So yeah, fair play to the guy and I would be absolutely delighted if he was able to keep Ashley Young out of the team on merit if he keeps putting up those performances, I think we'll be in a far better position than if he drops off and Ashley Young comes back in. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, this isn't meant to be an ageist thing, but I think it does. it's a sign of where United are at the minute if we're going to be signing two 32, 33-year-old uh, left and right backs who are converted wingers as our desired starting eleven from our manager this season. Yeah. That, that's that got to change. You know, I don't know if Diogo Dello is going to be ready for it this season, but I do hope that Luke Shaw can at least challenge Ashley Young this season. Not that I'm saying I don't like Ashley Young. I think he's great entertainment. Those girls against Watford were stupidly good. And he's deserve, he deserved to be in Russia this summer with the England squad. But United can't rely on him week in, week out. I think we pushed him a bit too hard last season and it showed in a couple of key performances. Shaw's good enough if he can buck his ideas up and perform this level consistently and improve his defending as well to be able to challenge Young and take over from him. There's no reason why he can't do that. No, definitely not. If you had a team that had 33-year-old Cafu and Roberto Carlos as your fullbacks, you, you might be in trouble. And we certainly don't have that. So if, you know, um, if so, if Shaw, I mean, perhaps Dallo, I don't, I've not seen him at all. What's your fair? No one else has. No, <laughs> I think he, I hope Mourinho he's has. He's barely played, Phil. <laughs> I, I, I suspect that he's more one for the future and Valencia will play the bulk of the games right back. But yeah. Not Darby. Well, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, uh, oh, bless him. I mean, again, Damian was someone I really wanted to perform well tonight. And, you know, he was steaming forward mm. for that the build-up for that goal. Uh, and a couple of good touches here and there. He, he had his moments. Oh, it wasn't a good night for Almateo, though, was it? No, he, I mean, he, he did. He had, he had his moments. He's, he's got good running in him. He's a good attitude. But sometimes he just has a complete brain fart. And 
has a terrible touch or just loses his man. It's, not, it's just not switched on enough, consistently enough, I think. Um, and, you know, I, I suspect he'll be off to Italy before the end of the month. Depends how quickly Valencia and Dalo are available. Yeah, I mean, again, it just doesn't make sense to me why we decided to loan out Timothy fossey no. when he is quite good at right back. But again, if Marina doesn't trust him, Marina doesn't trust him. You know, we've yeah. seen enough of him over the preseason to know what fossey Mentz is about. That's true. If he doesn't fancy him, then there's nothing much you can do about it. But yeah, I mean, if if Valencia is not ready before the end of this transfer window, sorry, before the end of the European transfer window, mm. because that's a thing, then <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he does stick around. It would surprise me if he plays about the same amount of games he played last season, yep. because bless him, he's just not that good. No. And I'm really sad to say that, but it just was not a good night for him tonight. But anyway, I mean, uh, an interesting night for Mourinho as well. Mm. You know, uh, uh, Our boy Samurai Jack actually asked us, can we please dissect Mourinho's post-match comments? So here we go. Let's go get that done with now, why don't we? Uh, Mourinho, when asked about uh, this summer's plans, I have my plans for many months. I find myself in the beginning of the Premier League. I find myself in a situation I thought I wouldn't be in. It's the last time I will talk about it. It's over. Finished. The market is closed. Um, Quite, yeah, but that, that's fairly measured for Jose, to be fair, considering that the bulk of his comments that have been reported anyway over the summer have basically been looking specifically at I want more players. I might not get them. Yeah. I might get one more. Oh, I haven't. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was disappointing how the last few weeks of the transfer window played out. The feeling that we might get three players in, and then that was briefed that no, we're only going for two, and then no, just one, and then there was that feeling that actually no one was no. going to come in. So um, yeah. I could see why Mourinho was a lot more kind of forthright with his uh, quotes during the summer when the window was open, but. You know, it is closed, and I think it's good that he's not going to dwell on it, at least not in his first interview, let's say. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we'd drawn or lost, it would have changed the situation a little bit, but he seemed to basically try to sugar it off as much as possible, yeah. which is good. He also talked about the role of the manager as well, which is an interesting one. Talking about football is changing. Probably football managers should be called head coaches. Mm. We have to be big and multifunctional coaching staffs. Uh, we are more the head coach than the manager. That's the way football is going. And I kind of agree with that. I'm just not sure how happy he is with that. No, um, I'm not sure that was the dream that was sold to him about United. Certainly it was the impression that we got, or at least that the fans had, that you know this was the job that Mourinho was going to come and he wasn't going to have as much interference as he had, say, at Chelsea. Um, and you know, I don't think it, he, he has. But I think this summer has been a shock to him. Um, I don't know if we're going to touch on it later on, but the brief that Woodward seemed to put out last night was shocking. It's, uh, you know, yeah. I was I was surprised that he did that. To be honest, I thought one thing, you know, kind of vetoing his moves and saying you can't have this guy, you can't have a new left back, you can't have a new right wing. But to actually come out, I, I thought it, it undermined him a bit. We're we're all assuming it was Woodward, but. Well, yeah, I don't think it's going to be anyone else at this point, is it? I mean, one of the things to mention about Mourinho tonight was at least that he was... There was just no criticism for anyone. Shaw wasn't criticised. Pogba, he was very happy with Pogba. Mm. Happy with Pereira. Happy that the likes of Fellaini and Lukaku put themselves forward. Described Pogba as a monster tonight, which is nice to mm. see. You know, there's been plenty spoken about their relationship this summer and how that might potentially have broken down, but there certainly didn't seem to be any problems tonight. No. You know, excellent performance from Pogba, and it's nice to see Mourinho mention that. I mean, again, what a silly situation where we feel like we have to mention that because everything that Mourinho says about Pogba gets dissected so tightly. But yes, that was at least nice to hear. 
Beyond that, yes, I guess we do have to look into what happened this week, or rather didn't happen this week. That briefing uh, by Daniel Taylor that seemed to come from Edward Wood in terms of talking about how United basically said, no, we're not going to go for these targets. So I'm assuming that was talking about players like William, perhaps Perisic as well, and Toby Ardeweireld. It's a situation where you can kind of understand both sides of the equation to me. I don't know about you. I mean... You're a pretty measured guy. I don't know. We'll have to see. But (laughs) talking about what Mourinho wanted, you looked at the element of Mourinho saying, look, I need these players in order to compete. And if you say as a club, you're not going to get those players when you have bought this manager, what you're saying is, I don't want to give you the tools that I think you need to do the job. Now, that's not great. To basically have a manager that you're not necessarily sure that you share the vision with is going to be problematic, especially at a club of this size with so much intense scrutiny, with so much money to play around with. That's not a great look. On the flip side of that, in terms of not going and paying over the odds for the likes of William or Perisic or Alderweireld, if we were in for any of them this summer, and who knows, you yeah. know, Alderweireld, the news seemed to be that we were in for him barely a little bit earlier on the summer, and this story has just been strung on for the last six or seven weeks. If the plan is essentially that you didn't want to go for those players because you didn't think they're up to snuff and you're going to have to pay over the odds for them. That's not a great look for Mourinho. They're all 28, 29 years old. That's the type of player Mourinho goes for. Now, he hasn't necessarily stuck completely to type on that. There's been plenty of younger players. You look at Lukaku, Mkhitaryan, Baye's come through, Lindelof. There has been an attempt to pull through some slightly younger players, but now we've got to this crunch point where Mourinho wants proven winners. He wants players he knows he can play in his system. He's starting to revert back to type, and those are the players that he's gone for. He wants that centre-back with experience and leadership qualities. Mm -hmm. He wants a right winger who can just put in that shift and provide the quality and the crossing ability that he wants on the right-hand side. I get that. I understand the club's position to a certain extent because they don't want to pay over the odds for these players, but we keep talking about how we can do whatever we want in the transfer market <laughs> and we've got stupid amounts of money. We've made a rub for our own back on that one a long time ago. That's simply how it is. And if they're not going to back him, then what's the point in keeping him? It's just such a silly, daft situation. I don't know about you, but that's kind of where I'm at with it at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I think you can understand the, some of the points that they've made regarding older players or thinking you know, that Harry Maguire isn't worth whatever Leicester were asking for. I think the problem for me comes from, if they want to say that about, say, a few of Mourinho's targets, but the fact that they basically blocked him by a left-back, blocked him by a right-winger, and then blocked him from uh, buying this centre-back leader that he was looking for, I don't know. It, it just felt a bit too much for me. The fact that we've gone into the season only really adding Fred to the first 11 when we've, we've finished so far behind City and Liverpool are making a lot of signings. I'm, I'm not buying into the school of thought that Liverpool are going to blow us away this year. I don't think that will be the case at all. But it's disappointing to see the attitude to improving the first 11 when there are obvious gaps there that need to be filled. You know, the point's been made about you know, Mourinho's bought two centre-backs. My counter to that is usually that when he arrived, he didn't have any centre-backs that were up to scratch, and I don't think it's unrealistic to expect to have three centre-backs that he can fully rely on, um, especially with Bay's injury record. Um, you know, if he's missing, and then we're back to Smallinger-Jones partnering with Lindelof, who, like we mentioned earlier, he looked better with Bay, um, kind of giving him that leadership. Uh, I don't know. I think there's going to be troubles there that are going to 
come back to bite us again. And I don't think Mourinho wanting to get a centre-back that he could rely on was <laughs> that much of an ask. Well, I mean, if it gets to the point where the club is basically trying to get Mourinho to get more of the players that he's bought and he's currently got, mm-hmm then that would be great but I'm not necessarily sure that's what's happening I would almost bet against that being the case because that seems like that seems like a far too logical perspective and point to have you Mm -hmm. know especially with the way that some of the things are done with our club but yeah I mean it would be great to see Mourinho get more out of this team and I think the thing is now it's a big big task for him to actually take this team I'm not saying it really should be because he should have been getting more out of this team last season for me I think there was a better side than we actually saw. There's a team that can play better football than we frequently saw last season. And now he's got to basically take a group of players that is roughly the same with a couple of additions here and yep. there. Nothing too different, really, apart from a couple of positions in midfield. You know, Andreas, maybe, fingers crossed, emerging, and Fred coming mm. into the team. He's got to get more out of almost everyone. And I think that is a real challenge for him. And what I'm hoping now is that the transfer window is done. We're not going to be hearing about that for several more months, unless basically every you know anyone in the northern press pack just keeps asking about yeah. it, which I'm presuming they will do. And fair enough, it's their job. But still, you know, you hope that's now put that that put to bed, and United can concentrate on the football. And in terms of the football, again, this wasn't too much of a step away from what we were seeing throughout the majority of last season. We got through it, and I think that's the important thing to take away from tonight. Yeah. Whether things will improve when we got a couple more first teamers back and men that Mourinho identifies as being part of his starting or his ideal starting eleven, that remains to be seen. It can get better. It absolutely should get better. Several of the players that played tonight can definitely do better than we saw, and that's what I'm hoping to see this season. I'm I'm putting a lot of basically my trust in this season and my faith in this season is going to go is all down to the players. I think Mourinho can still do a good job, but I'm hoping more than anything else that the players can do something good for us this summer. Yeah. That's where I'm coming from. Right. Shall we get through some Twitter questions? Yep. Let's go. Uh, Mike, at Mango underscore Carrot, who designed our wonderful logos. Thank you for that, Mike. Is Luke Shaw the best left back we've ever had called Luke Shaw? Hashtag GGMU. Hashtag UTFR. (laughs) Hey, Mike. The best left back called Luke Shaw that we've ever had. It, this raises an interesting question because there were so many different photos of Luke Shaw over the summer looking completely different, um, whether it was his body shape, his teeth, his face. Maybe there is more than it's one. Tan. Maybe this is the Luke Shaw that we've been missing. Maybe he's been locked in Van Gaal's dungeon since he broke his leg, and this is the guy <laughs> that's come back to save our season. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, could well be. Uh, Samurai Jack with a question of his own tonight. I think we need to go three-five-two for Sanchez's sake and our own sanity. That's the position he excelled in preseason. What would your guys' ideal lineup be in a three-five-two? Uh, I can give you a start on that one if you want, Phil, so you can have a good think. Mm. Right, well, uh, goal picks itself. Obviously, it's got to be hashtag access not granted Lee Grant. <laughs> um, that three. Ugh, yeah. Gosh, blimey. I'd probably put <laughs> by in the middle, Lindelof on the left and Jones on the right, maybe? I mean, I don't know. It's difficult to judge. Mm. I mean, <sighs> Rocco as well. Point about Marcus Rocco. He was mooted to be one of the players who was going to be let go if United did bring a signing, or perhaps the main one to be let go. And his uh, squad number has been moved down to number 16, I think it is, from number 5, mm. which is less than a show of faith. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I mean, that midfield as well, let's think. I mean, if you've got, what, Luke Shaw as the left wing back, maybe Valencia as the right wing back, that's 5 there. Mm. 
up front, I would be tempted to go with Lukaku and Sanchez alongside each other because, you know, obviously there is a there is scrutiny on Lukaku's yeah. touch, but his link-up play has definitely improved over the last 12 months. So I'll be tempted to put those three up there and then Pogba behind them and then maybe Fred and Matic, if both fully fit behind them in that midfield too. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's much a change about that. I'm never fully comfortable with having Phil Jones in the first 11, personally. Well, it's either that or Chris Smalling. Back three does worry me because I'm not sure that we have three that we want to be playing every week. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the team that you've laid out there is probably what you would be going for. You know, there's been none of the um, the so-called wingers had really, and at that you're you know you're talking about Rashford, Mata, who are not typically wingers. They haven't massively impressed over the last year and then I think getting Sanchez up closer to Lukaku is something that could be potentially exciting to see. Well, I don't know about ever, but I don't think it's something that we're going to see. Um, I think possibly if Mourinho had got his extra centre-back, it might have been something that we looked at more seriously. Uh, but who knows? You know, Mourinho doesn't seem averse to playing Smallinger Jones if he decides it's something he wants to give a go one of those guys with um, the two that played tonight beside them might get the nod. Midfield, yeah, I mean, I'll, I think on, on paper the Matic, Fred and Pogba combination is going to be the first choice. Uh, but, you know, who knows, that could evolve as the season goes on. I think the, the, the thing is we've got a few players now with Fred coming in where you can have a few different combinations, you know, because you can lay out an ideal first eleven, but injuries happen here and there and you need to have players that can slot in you know people like Herrera who could come in Fellaini who can do a job and that's you know a hot topic with a lot of people but (laughs) the manager seems to like him I quite like him of course you do Phil of course you do but yeah no it's it's an interesting one it would be interesting to see something change because last season the 4-3-3 wasn't pulling up trees well, the four-three-three and the four-two-three-one were both too predictable. Yeah. So why not? I mean, we've got a good squad. We've got, excuse me, we've got good mid- midfield options going into this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything to say that Mourinho is anywhere close to figuring out what his ideal formation or ideal starting lineup is at this exact moment in time. So why not experiment? That's the time to do it, isn't yeah. it? Last of the night is from Tariq Amir. Double question. How good would Pogba have been with a pre-season under his belt? Yeah, I mean, obviously his, his World Cup performances were absolutely class. Personally, he was one of, if not the best players in the World Cup. He was so disciplined in that role that he played. But he played the right pass most of the time. He played some amazing long balls, set up chances for people. He scored key goals at key times. It, it was the Pogba that we've seen glimpses of that we know we have. In my opinion, he's still our best player. Um, well, best outfield player, let's really say. Really sticking your neck out there. <laughs> well, but you know what I mean. Um, I think he's, he's the man that we need to build the team around. We need to get the best out of him. If we do, then that gives us the best base possible to go off. Back to the actual question, um, if he had a, a pre-season, I thought he came in probably buzzing from the fact that he's only just back in the camp. Mourinho has obviously appreciated his attitude since he came in um, and he's given him real show of faith. He was talking earlier in the week about how many of his World Cup stars he could rely on maybe playing a few minutes here and there, but he's gone to Pogba and said, you know, I um, I appreciated what you've done this week. 
I'm going to start you. I'm going to make you captain. And he went out and he played his ass off. Yeah. You know, I was really pleased with that. Yeah, it was a nice touch to see him get the armband as well. I mean, there's an argument for me to say that Pogba should be captain permanently, to be honest. I mean, I, I still think we're a couple of performances away from that, from Mourinho filling the same way. Yeah. But by that same token, I think it was, a it, considering everything that's happened this season, that was nice to see. And it was good to see Pogba come back and boss it like that having had no preseason, having barely trained this week and to perform that well from a, from his perspective was great. To do that for Mourinho, considering the problems that those two have reportedly had, was also great. And the question from Tariq was, what did you make of Perez's performance? Thought he was quietly efficient and displayed a match discipline that Josie would have approved of. Completely agree. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's got me thinking perhaps Pereira could be more involved than perhaps we're thinking at the moment. Josie would have loved that match discipline. Totally. He ran that game in occasion so well did well to protect that back four great on the ball excellent technical skills and especially in as as we mentioned earlier on a very difficult role you know mm. he's not a big guy whatsoever i thought he dealt with the technical aspect incredibly well and the physical aspect too he definitely seems to be in Mourinho's plans um you know if he'd said at the end of last season that he would be starting the first game of the season i i don't think too many would have taken you up on that happening. But, you know, through circumstance, Maddox being out injured, he's got a chance um, and he took it really well. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, he, he looks like he's been part of the team for ages. Can't take too much in the account regarding shirt numbers, but, you know, he's number 15. He seems to be first team squad potential, not kind of that Mourinho maybe doesn't see him so much as a youth product just coming through. He, you know, it seems to me like he sees him as part of the first team. I said earlier about how Fred was the only signing that we made to go into the first team. You know, Pereira is going to be in and around there. And there's an extra player that we didn't have last year who I think would be a, a really valuable addition. Absolutely. I mean, that's a more positive than I thought we'd end up getting this evening. So I'm pretty chuffed with that. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Phil, thank you very much for your time this evening. Guys, thank you very much for listening as always. And don't forget, you can get us all over Twitter. You can get Phil at PhilMatic underscore. <laughs> you can get me at, at you and learn it. You can get the pod at Red Voices MUFC. Have yourselves a superb week. We'll be back after the Brighton game. Good night. Good night.